What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Nee Darko, your host of Docs Outside the Box. Got a really good episode coming up for you. This is going to be a short one, something that I call Ghana Taxi Confessionals. I actually recorded this episode with my wife, Dr. Renee Boney Darko, in the back of a taxi on our first day to Lekma Hospital. Please forgive me for the background wind. It's a beautiful day today. It is in mid-80s, not too humid, but it's a little bit breezy today. So sorry once again for the background noise. But this episode, we'll be talking about, you know, our thoughts on why we continue to do medical humanitarian work, why we have this non-traditional life, why we pushed to pay off our debt, and some of the back and forth positive things that we get from doing medical humanitarian work. So I think you all are going to enjoy this one. If you do, please let me know through social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or whatever means you feel like you want to get in contact with me. Also, at the same time, make sure you share this with other people who might be interested in this episode. So let's go on with the interview. Peace. Welcome to Doc's Outside the Box podcast. This is your official show, looking inside the minds of cutting edge and innovative doctors. Think you'll find these stories in any medical textbook? Sorry, you're getting real life insight from men and women pushing the envelope beyond medicine. Ordinary doctors doing extraordinary things. Let's start now with your host, Dr. Nee Darko. Okay, we are here in the back of an Uber in Ghana. Here visiting my family as well as doing a medical humanitarian trip. I'm Dr. Nidarko, host of Docs Outside the Box. And I'm actually here with my wife, Dr. Renee Volni Darko. What's up? Hey. So as we're on our way to, why don't you tell them which hospital we're going to? We are going to Lekma Hospital. Lekma is, uh, I guess, in Teshi. So not too far from Tema, which is where the seaport is, the major seaport is. And we are in traffic. It's around, what, nine o'clock in the morning. We're going to meet the rest of the team that arrived on Saturday. So we've been here for about a week now yeah, visiting. Been over a week. Yeah, we've been visiting my family. As you all know, my family's from Ghana, specifically from the Osu region, as well as the Accra Newtown region, where my father and my mother are from. But we're staying in Osu right now. And we're going to talk to you all a little bit about our thoughts on doing medical humanitarian work, as well as visiting family and having a lifestyle of being a doc outside the box. So why don't you go ahead and get started? Tell us a little bit about your feelings being here for about a week and what that means to you. Well, for me, it's definitely been refreshing. And, you know, it's been nice to come and just kind of have an actual vacation. In the past, we've done humanitarian work, which has been great. Don't get me wrong, but we've never really had the time to be able to take off to visit family for an entire week without any other obligation. So what other obligations were there? So the other obligations had to do specifically with the mission. Typically when we came, we had to take two weeks off. We had to ask requests for two weeks off from our employers. And now that we are self-employed, if I ask myself, do you want to take three weeks off? I always say, well, certainly I do. Right, right. (laughs) So the biggest obligation, obviously, was work, although 
in the past, I have to ask for permission for two weeks off or even two and a half weeks off. I don't necessarily have to do that right now. So what I ended up doing is I ended up front loading my schedule where I worked for about three and a half weeks, knowing that I was going to be off for three and a half weeks, maybe even longer. And the biggest thing, obviously, for us is the big financial issue of since we're not salaried, we're in a lifestyle of the time you spend is the time that basically is how you eat, right? You eat what you kill. So that was a big obligation that's out of the way. And since we don't have loans anymore, we kind of can have this lifestyle that's non-traditional and can kind of just go and just leave and go to Ghana on a whim. Well, not on a whim, but yeah, not on a whim. without having to worry too much right. about, you know, what's going to happen when we get back. So. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think that's the most important thing is that we're able to just decide, you know, how much time we want to take off. We're able to decide how we want to spend that time. And we're just less. We just have fewer limitations because we now control our schedule. And it's been really good for us, I think. So I've been here multiple times. I've been to Ghana. I come every year, basically, or every other year, basically, since I was a kid. What about you? You've been here about three or four times. Why don't you tell the audience, people who are listening, your thoughts on Ghana, what it looks like. We're driving by the ocean right now. We're in the La region. We're in the La region right now, right? Okay. We're in La right now, right? La, yeah, this is La. La route. We are on La route. So we're in the La region. We're passing by the ocean. But so why don't you go and tell people about your thoughts on Ghana? So I've been to Ghana. My first time in Ghana was in 2011. And I had been back every year up until 2015. And as you guys know, we, you know, had a baby or we're trying to have a baby and then had a baby. So that kind of put the kibosh, if you will on our travels for a little bit. And so now it's 2018 and we're back. Now, my family's from Haiti and I've been to Haiti several times. So coming to Ghana is almost like a homecoming for me, especially, you know, just kind of historically is a homecoming for me. But also it's very reminiscent of just how life and society is in Haiti. There are a lot of similarities things, the sights, the smells, the people, you know, it's just everything. Even down to some of the food, I would say, reminds me a little bit of Haiti. We eat a lot of the same foods. So it just kind of shows you that it shows me anyway, that my history is here. My history starts here and extends to Haiti. And I just feel like Ghana's home. So now that we're on our way to the hospital, to Lekma Hospital, Talk to them about the mission, the history of the mission. So the history of the mission. Now, I'll tell you when I first encountered the mission was when I was a resident, an OBGYN resident out in New Jersey. And my attending is actually married to another attending at another hospital. But her husband is actually from Ghana. And he, I guess, decided at one point in time before 2002 to go visit and he took his family to go visit. And at the time he had a family member in Ghana who was pregnant and she was due to deliver at the time that they were visiting. And unfortunately she ended up dying of a postpartum hemorrhage. And that really something that's like never happens. Yeah. I mean, that's such a rare event in the United States for someone to die 
of postpartum hemorrhage. It doesn't happen as often as it does in Ghana. In Ghana, the unfortunate reality is that labor and delivery complications are very real and can happen pretty commonly. But something in them, in my attending and her husband, they're both OBGYNs. He is a GYN oncologist and she's a generalist that really sparked something in them to start a mission. And so they founded the International Healthcare Volunteers in 2002 was their first mission. And they've been coming ever since. And so I believe this is their 16th year. And I've been coming to the mission since 2011, minus the hiatus that I mentioned earlier. But it's been a great way for us to experience healthcare in Ghana, to really experience just the people and have great interactions with other physicians here. What I love about this mission is that it's not just about coming in and doing as much medicine as you can and then leaving. It really is about a collaborative effort between the healthcare volunteers that come from the United States, as well as the physicians and healthcare workers in Ghana, which I think is really important that we not just come in and basically do what we do and then leave, but that we try to integrate ourselves into the system in such a way where we're welcomed and the work that we're doing is validated by those who live here. Yeah, and that's a good point. But I think the big issue, or excuse me, the big underlying concept is sustainability. Right. Right. Making sure that when we leave or yeah, when we leave that the things that we bring, they'll continue that. And also at the same time, when we go home, you know, we have so many more different techniques that we can do. Perspective. Right. And perspectives, which I definitely learned from in a surgery perspective, surgery standpoint. So it definitely helps me when I go back to operate. So yeah, it's a good educational exchange. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. We also are here there is a what's called the Ghana Fiesta, um, which is a medical conference for all medical physicians in Ghana, as well as physicians who are from the diaspora or just anybody who just wants to learn some of the newest things that are going on within the continent of Ghana. It's a great way to get continuous medical education. But you and I will also be doing our very own lectures, right? Yeah. I'm going to be doing a presentation on podcasting teaching the medical professionals how they can further reach their patients and reach new patients through podcasting. You're going to be doing a lecture on? On health policy and public health using social media. So kind of going beyond just the individual patient and really talking about how you can impact societies through social media, you know, as a government agency or, you know, an advocacy agency. Awesome. So look, we are getting close to the hospital. Why don't we go ahead and just sum this up? So we're not here to brag about our life or anything like that. Obviously, we got into this point through a lot of hard work, paying off our debt, student loan debt. We had over $660,000 of student loan debt. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes to go ahead and listen to that podcast episode. But all of that work was so that we can have this type of life where if we wanted to go and help other people and not worry too much about finances for us, at least for you know a three-week or four-week period, we can go ahead and do that. And now we are here, you know, giving back. And- yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, the whole point of us being able to kind of live outside the box, if you will, or be independently contracted is so that we can have a little more room to help others. I mean, after all, we became 
physicians because we want to help people. And that's, I think that altruistic goal still lives on today with us. And so if we could, I mean, we've talked about potentially, you know, living four to six months out of the year in a way where we can be able to do some sort of humanitarian work. And then, you know, going back to the U.S. and then living out the other six months of each year there just to kind of, you know, buffer it financially for us so that we're able to continue that cycle of six months and six months, you know. So it really is, I think, very important for us to just kind of convey to all of you that you can still, you know, live your passion of helping others without sacrificing so much of your lifestyle. What do you think? I think that's a great point. So everyone, we'll catch you on the next episode of Docs Outside the Box. So remember, I'm Dr. Nee Darko. This is Dr. Renee Volney Darko. And we'll catch you on the next episode. But remember one thing, we only got one life. Let's make it count. And live outside the box. Peace. Peace.